Hi, I'm Heidi. I'm a mum of one, and I'm on a mission to understand the science of baby sleep. Not just what they do, but why they do it. What's going on in their brains when they sleep, and when they don't. Brought to you by PureFlow, the experts in baby sleep. This podcast will help you understand the whys, and hopefully find a little bit more patience in the middle of the night. There's a lot of pressure to get babies to sleep longer in our society. Um, People are always asking us, do they sleep through the night? What time do they wake up? What time do they go to sleep? And personally, as a mum, I couldn't help but internalise that pressure and feel like that was a really important goal. But by doing that, I realised I'm kind of fighting against biology, uh, which causes a lot of stress. That's biology for the baby because it's normal for a baby to wake throughout the night for their own well-being and safety and also the biology of the parent because of course there's this push and pull of wanting that baby to sleep longer but obviously the baby's going to wake up and it's just really really stressful um as a parent your instincts are screaming at you to go and nurture that baby but at the same time you're going please just sleep so it's impossible mixed messages So with this podcast, we really want to understand the science behind what's actually going on when a baby sleeps or doesn't sleep so that we can shift that focus into getting better sleep rather than longer sleep. And for me, there are so many influences coming in from magazines, from bloggers, from friends and family, from grandma, from whoever. Um, telling me all the things I should and shouldn't do with my baby and they all conflict and it's really stressful and ultimately no one's getting any sleep and we're all just awake at 2am crying. So (laughs) I'm no scientist. So I um, have pulled in throughout this series various different experts who can tell us the facts, the science, the evidence behind things in the hope that if we can understand that, then we can draw our own conclusions as parents and decide what we want to do in the middle of the night based on evidence and the latest scientific research. So I'm really, really excited to have Rosio Zanini join us today. She is a neuroscientist um, and also a mother who has the goal of supporting newborn families. Her approach is based on the science of the parenting brain. So today she's going to chat to us a little bit about what that means and hopefully tell all of us um, non-scientists a little bit of useful information that we can take away and understand and remember during those desperate times in the middle of the night. So hi, Rosio. Lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, Heidi. Thanks for having me. And you are in Spain, is that right? I'm in Spain right now. Lovely. And you're there, you have children yourself? Yes, I have two boys, age uh, eight and three. Uh I speak better now. (laughs) (laughs) And and so as as a mother yourself, you know, before we get onto the the science bit, as it were, um, I mean, when you had your babies, uh, what changes to your brain and your sleep did you experience personally? To my brain, well, thinking back eight years ago, I couldn't have told you because I didn't know much about the parental brain, but now I can be more eloquent (laughs) Uh and put words to my experience. So, um, well, I don't know if it was like this for you, but it's like, for me, it was such a big transformation. Like I became a mom and the minute she was out of my womb, I felt this love. Like I just like never before. 
mm-hmm. I just I I really felt something huge <laughs> happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's not like that for everyone right after birth, but for me it was. And now I know what was happening. You know, like oxytocin was running very high. If I probably had the highest peak of my life of oxytocin right there. And that activates a neural circuitry in our brain um, that is associated with reward. Uh, dopamine is also high, which is the feeling good uh, neurotransmitter in the brain. So uh, we uh, start, uh, our brain starts creating a reward circuitry uh, where the baby is the target. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. aimed at the baby. And so we want to be with the baby. Um, and like this is like how it starts to get wired. Then we have all other networks that also start changing over the years, but that's how it starts. Mm. And I think I think I had a really good experience as well because like for this to happen, like you know, I had a positive birth experience. I had minor breastfeeding challenges, and breastfeeding activates also the oxytocin system. I had my partner all the time with me. And so that's how I experienced um, motherhood for the first time. That's so interesting that you mentioned that because um, I kind of had the opposite, actually, in that uh, we had a slightly difficult birth medically. And so I didn't get that big rush of oxytocin. And at the time, I beat myself up for it because I thought there was something wrong with me because no one mentions when that doesn't happen. Um so I'd like to tell all of our listeners that that is also normal um, and that either way you build that bond with your baby as time goes on. But it's fascinating, those things that are going on in the brain. And, you know, for you, obviously, you had that oxytocin hit straight away. For me, it, it came more slowly over the following days and weeks. Um, and, you know, those changes, what what's happening? Why is that happening? What's it called? Neuroplasticity. So um, neuroplasticity is um, when our brain rewires as a result of experience or as a result of a major life transition. And one of them is parenthood. So that's what's happening. Our brain is like restructuring, it's becoming very malleable and is ready to learn lots. So when you have a baby, we all know it's a super emotional time and and quite often women can beat themselves up for that you know for getting the baby blues and and so on and feel that they are somehow unstable for that Um, but actually what you're saying is that there are physical changes in the brain that are biologically normal um, but that our brains actually you know physically change as we go through that time so does that just happen at the birth or during pregnancy or post-birth you know what's the time period on this so it starts happening during pregnancy already Mm -hmm. and then at birth and then I think well there are studies looking at up to two years postpartum and changes are still happening and there are even now studies coming out at um, people in their 70s comparing that those that are parents and those that are not, and the changes are long-lasting, still there. Wow. Wow. So once these changes have happened, do you ever go back? You know, or is it that 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 change is now how your brain is forever, or is it just that the brain is constantly evolving? I think your brain is constantly evolving. So there's also changes when you have more kids as well. Mm -hmm. Ah, Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I found my my personal experience um, when my son started to sleep 
slightly longer and better when he was around kind of the six month mark. Actually, I actually went to the doctors and said, well, I can't sleep. What's going on? I'm so exhausted. And now I can't sleep. Um, and the doctor said it's because I was kind of on high alert and full of adrenaline. And, you know, strangely, although I was so exhausted, I then couldn't sleep. Um, so do you think that's sort of related to this? Is that a common thing? I don't know. I do. We don't have a lot of studies um, with sleep in the parental brain, which is something I am always wondering what is happening because something that changes for us as caregivers with our sleep as well, even when the baby sleeps. Sometimes the blame goes to the baby, and yes, sometimes it's the wakeful baby. But I hear this what you're telling me from many other caregivers. Mm, I'm not sure what's going on. We don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> So with the baby themselves, then obviously their brain goes through crazy amounts of development within that first year and they, they change all the time. And, you know, I have some understanding of how they go through their different sleep stages and things. But I mean, what can you tell us about how the baby's brain develops in relation to sleep in that first year? Well, I always like to look at the baseline behavior for what is babies, what are babies, right? So babies are born very immature, like human babies, uh, we are born with 25% of our brain volume. Imagine that, like, <laughs> so we're so immature. And so we need, as babies or babies, babies need a mature nervous system to regulate them. And we are the mature nervous system, we the caregivers. And this need doesn't go away at night. So we are the regulators, and that's why sometimes they need contact sleep. Um, they wake up a lot in between sleep cycles because they always need to be regulated back to sleep. Okay, so so you're saying because their brain is so undeveloped, we as their outside force, as their mother or father, almost act as the outside computer for them and, and, and be the extra bit of brain that they don't yet have, right? Exactly. Yeah, they borrow our nervous system and our brain. So you say about co-regulation, does that relate to um, how, you know, the guideline that babies should sleep in the same room as you for the first six months? Yes, yes. I think that's definitely why that those are the guidelines, because they're mature. It's not safe to put them in another room like with this very immature nervous system they need our input our cues they need to feel us through their senses so that connection physical close connection to the parent during that time when they're waking in the middle of the night actually has a sort of physical effect on their brains and bodies yes yes because like through co-regulation we we build their brains and this is day and night like it doesn't change just because there's no sun outside (laughs) that is so interesting so I think if I it's so hard when you've got a newborn baby and you're so tired but thinking back to when my son was that little if I was awake at 2am and he was crying and you can't help but feel like, what's the, what's the purpose of this? Why is he awake? What does he want? What are we doing? You know, and it feels quite panicky, but perhaps if I had been able to reshape that into thinking there is a purpose to this moment and that's because his brain needs me, my brain to help him regulate, to help him develop. And that's what we're doing right now for the next five, 10 minutes, half an hour. That's the purpose of this. And we'll do that again multiple points throughout the night and day 
Yeah, when you have this information, it's very powerful, right? Because you are not freaking out. You, you know that you're doing what you're supposed to. That's so interesting. Yeah, doing what you're supposed to do, I think, is the thing because there is so much guidance and information and conflicting advice out there that it's so hard to know what you're supposed to do. So I think that's what's so interesting about this conversation is it's really understanding biologically and through evolution, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> um, that's fascinating. Um, so how can parents take advantage of this neuroplasticity in order to help the whole family get better sleep? That is the parents, the baby, you know, anyone. For better sleep, okay. So I actually have a whole workshop on this because I always get asked this question and my workshop is called Nurture Yourself to Nurture Infant Sleep. Mm -hmm. So for me, one of the biggest things that we need to take care of is our nervous system. Um, So uh, in the parental brain, there is a network called, called the Emotion Regulation Network and I always talk about how we need to fine tune because like I said, right now, when we are parents, our brain is very malleable. So it's a perfect time to start working on fine-tuning the emotion regulation network. And when you have a strong emotion regulation network, then you have what it takes to support infant sleep. It's very hard, right? So I uh, that's what I advise parents to do. And so you can do this through... Um, several different processes. For example, there is something called bottom, uh, bottom-up emotion regulation. And this is when you, um, through your senses, you calm your body and then your brain. So these are things that we hear all the time, like mindfulness, meditation, breathing is so important, walking in nature, getting a massage if you can, listening to music, all these things that make us feel uh good that they are good for us if we are disciplined with this um we can slowly get there and then another way too is like through processes called top-down emotion regulation this is when our prefrontal cortex comes our limbic system so if we're feeling stressed then we try to use our prefrontal cortex to calm us so this can be done through, with mantras affirmations um, with writing a journal, things like that. So all these things, I, um, I I try to tell parents that they need to be disciplined about this. And then it becomes part of your life and you are better, uh, you're, you're regulated. So you, you slowly find that you have what it takes to nurture infant sleep. That's so cool. It's like that saying you can't pour from an empty cup. And I think... As a, as a mother, you kind of end up putting yourself last because naturally all of your instincts are telling you to prioritize that baby and you almost feel guilty. I mean, I went um, to a Hindu at the weekend and there was a mum there who had left her nine month old for the first time. And she was telling me how guilty and anxious she felt about it. And of course, there's no reason to feel guilty. She's perfectly allowed to go and see friends. But we naturally take on all of this guilt and anxiety. Um so it's really fascinating to understand that actually the science shows us that prioritizing our own emotional regulation, our own mental health and well-being, giving ourselves that time will actually help our baby then to be more regulated, to sleep better and so on. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. I love that. I'll yeah. take that. I'll say a scientist said I've got to go to the spa, right? 
gotta do this. And what your friend was doing, that's another thing I always suggest to go see a friend. Like it's so, so, so important as well. Social connection because we are wired for that. That's so fascinating because I, I know I've said it, but so much focus on how to get your baby to go back to sleep. And it, it's so, it's such a laser focus when you think about it. Like it, it's all about that moment, which is a supercharged, stressful moment. Whereas what you're saying is it's a much more holistic approach towards your whole life, actually, that everything around that baby and indeed the primary caregivers who are everything to that child actually working on that and prioritizing that has scientific proven benefit to that child's brain development health and well-being yes absolutely yeah there are studies showing that like parents with good emotional regulation have children with better uh, emotional regulation as well so yes so wow. it's about taking care of ourselves really and it's like indirectly you know it's a good taking care of ourselves but then it's good for our baby you know mm. and that is fascinating um and and so you mentioned that you you have a course a workshop on this so how can parents get in touch with you if they want to find out more and get more support on instagram um, I'm sure you're going to put my Instagram account. We not? will. We will. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, and my website, which is www.newbornparents.net. Great. Um, so that is, that's been really, really fascinating. I wish we could speak for longer, but this is just a, a bite-sized chunk for tired parents. Um, but obviously they can come to your website and your Instagram to chat more about this and, and learn more. Um, thank you so, so much for your time. It's been really interesting and personally I am going to take everything you've said as gospel and go and look after myself (laughs) but also obviously please everyone care for your babies (laughs) but thank you so much thanks for having me thank you thanks for listening to the science of sleep podcast brought to you by pureflow if you have any questions send them to me on instagram at pureflow sleep and I'll find an expert to answer them for you And if you need any baby sleep kit, head to pureflow.com to shop the award-winning range of baby sleep bags, cribs, swaddles, and more. Until next time, sleep well.